Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. Before we get to today's show, I want to let you know that you can text me your questions now, and the number is 1-844-932-1291. That's 1-844-932-1291. So today, I'm going to invite you into a session I gave recently, somebody who's been diagnosed with glaucoma, myopia, and uh, give some interesting insights into the causes and also a really great treatment plan. So I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for tuning in. Why don't you give me a thumbnail sketch on what your goals and objectives are today with our session? Sure. uh, Um, My biggest concern is uh, a year ago, I got diagnosed with glaucoma, which kind of just, you know, upset my world. Um, And uh, I'm very myopic, as you probably saw, like a negative 10 in the left eye. And then the right eye, I had a huge myopic shift in last year, year and a half. And I have, I've gone to glaucoma specialists and eye doctors and they said, well, you've got to start a cataract. It's probably due to cataract. So that was another concern of mine. And uh, this huge shift in my eye, I, I don't know, you know, maybe it was a cataract or not. And, but the glaucoma is the biggest thing. And uh, I have a very intolerance to the drops. Um, I have also have mast cell activation syndrome. And so that you get, you're intolerant to a lot of things that other people are tolerant to. Um, plus, they put, as you know, a lot of those nasty preservatives in them. So I'm gone preservative-free, and even the preservative-free ones don't seem to work. So finally, I am on one called um, uh, Dorzolamide from Impermis, which is a pharmacy, which is just pure. And that so far, I'm tolerating it. However, it's not bringing the pressures down, so I don't have controlled pressures. Um, and so I'm not controlled. So that's a big concern of mine. And I'm on um, a battery of uh, supplements, as you can see over here, you know, um, to try to do this naturally along with, you know, traditional medicine. And I also have an eye care tonometer I got about two months ago to check my pressures. Um, and, and ironically, it's like most pressures are supposed to be high at night. My pressures are more 17, 18, not bad at night when I wake up. And when I get up, mm-hmm. they go up to like 23, 24, 25. And it baffles okay. me as to why the pressures are going up. And I guess big swings and pressures, and I'm seeing big swings, are not good for glaucoma. So glaucoma is my biggest concern, which, you know, of course, I don't want to go blind. And I just end up going to Will's Eye on Monday. Uh, to a Dr. Myers there, um, and he said it's it's moderate in the left eye. 
I have some vision loss for, from the visual field and mild in the right eye. And the other problem is that I have such intolerance to drops is that um, my eyes are just so dry. And then I had the gland disorder, especially in the right eye, where I'd wake up and I saw the yellow pus. So I have not used any eye drops in my right eye for the last month to try to get that to heal because my eyes are just so dry and fried. And again, I'm using all, I don't know if you can see my table here, um, everything yeah. under the sun, optique, you know, a lot of these things I don't think I even tolerate, even though they say they're preservative free. Um, mm. And it's, I, I don't know. And I'm trying combinations after combinations. And actually, I, I do have the Optimed, which I was afraid to use because it has um, oh, propylene glycol in it. So I never really used it. Um, this, I did start trying this BioTrue, which two nights ago, so far, so far I tolerate that. But a lot of the other things like Refresh, Sustain, the night gels, you know, it seems like it even makes it worse, even though they're preservative free. So that that's in a nutshell um, what I'm struggling with. Okay. I want to get my pressures down and um, so I can minimize, you know, visual field loss. All right. You, you called the right person. Oh, good. Oh, good. I hope you can help me, Dr. Sam. Yeah. So we'll, we'll work, we'll work through this. Okay. So it, well, I'm assuming that, that your uh, nearsightedness is being corrected by glasses. You're not wearing contacts. Is that true? I do have contacts, but because of the COVID, I didn't go out much. And then after that, with the drops and the dry eye, I have contacts, which I would like to wear, but I only wore them when I used to go out. Yep. So yes, correct. Um, Okay. 2020 in the left now, eye, 2025 in the right. Now, is this a single vision correction, just like one lens or? No, it's progressive. Uh, progressives, okay. Although I, so I have reading glasses, which are single, you know. Well, mm -hmm. And um, but pretty much you're using progressive lenses, would you say, most of the day? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you've been following me on Facebook. Yeah. I think we've communicated on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Yes. So I, I've heard a lot of your uh, commentary and, you know, th things to do, but I just thought it'd be nice to have a, a session okay. like this. Okay. Very good. So the first thing is the, <clears throat> the eye pressure is only one aspect of diagnosing glaucoma. And of course, you probably know this, but the key, one of the keys in glaucoma is how you can cultivate a healthy optic nerve <laughs> because that's the place that is most vulnerable in uh, the glaucoma diagnosis because it affects the circulation and it's it's a vascular challenge. This is now. What can we're can in I it. interrupt for a second? One, one second. Um, the other thing is that my blood pressure at night goes very low. It's it's sometimes under 90, 60. Sometimes the bottom number is fifty four, which is a concern of mine. Um, and I okay. try to do salt to the point where my feet were swollen, so I can't. You know. I, and that didn't help. So I do feel like I don't have enough circulation to my brain. I have a buzzing in my right ear 
And when I wake up or actually it's during the day, but I feel like I don't have enough circulation in my brain to the fact that I'm actually having a Doppler uh, trans- radio test. Yes. In two weeks uh, by the urging of my GP, he set me up for that. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do feel like I don't have enough okay. blood flow in the brain. Yep. Yep. Sure. Sure. Of course. Now, by by saying that, you know, you you again may know that when you're nearsighted, nearsightedness on a an, an anatomical or a physical level compresses all the tissue in and around the eye. Were you aware of this? That myopia? No, not really. No. So myopia is a tunneling of your vision. Okay. And so it's kind of a precursor for glaucoma, especially at the stage you're at, that the myopia is really already beginning to tunnel you. And then there's something else I'm going to share, which is progressive lenses is like pouring uh, kerosene on a fire to really induce more glaucoma. Really? And the reason is, is because the only part of the lens that you can use is a tiny thread down the middle. And so you're splitting the lens into, you know, three layers, three main layers, but none of the side of the glasses is usable. You have to tunnel your, your whole visual system through these tiny windows. And so... Um, that is also inducing more circulation problems and ultimately pressure issues because the optical system you're looking through is inducing more compression. And this is not well known in traditional eye care because when they prescribe progressive lenses, it's a convenience thing. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have the line, well... I don't have to worry about my aging, but on a functional level, the usage level, um, it's one of the worst things that you can do to create an obstacle in your visual circulation. So the principle is the bigger the window you look through, Mm. the more of the peripheral vision you're using. And when you wear a progressive lens on top of the amount of myopia you have, you might as well kiss it goodbye. Okay. In terms of you can take all the supplements from here to, you know, South America. Yeah. You're not going to make much progress. And then if you've got low blood pressure at night and, you know, some of these other things, we need to turn the ship. Because the people you're going to are also extremely myopic in their treatment of you. They don't, they don't see you as a whole person. Right. They see you as a glaucoma. Yeah. And so their approach is eye drops. And then and something like an iridectomy or a vitrectomy. And all of those things are very invasive and the glaucoma medications are going to dry your eyes out even more. Yep. Now, we bring in the nervous system here. So that we've got two 
two main parts of the nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system, which is our active state. It can also be our fight, flight, freeze state. And then we have our parasympathetic nervous system. That's when we rest. That's a relaxation part. And somebody who is nearsighted, you know, I've, I've worked with over, you know, 15,000 patients. So I can safely say this is that there is a mental hypervigilance running mentally in you. It may be unconscious, but that mental hypervigilance is you're putting all that energy through your eyeballs. And that hypervigilance is fear-based, lack of trust, a tightening, a defensiveness, a... um, you know, a, a a reaction to lack of safety, a lack of security. And I know we're working with glaucoma, but these are exactly the same emotions that happen in glaucoma that happen in myopia. They're parallel to each other. And especially the degree. I, I am an anxious person, kind of nervous and anxious. So, yeah, you're spot on, it seems. And, and I felt like there was something going on when I wait. My pressures could be 17 laying down when I first get up. And then an hour later, they're like 23, 24. And I feel relaxed. I'm retired, but there's something going on. Well, yes. If we rewind for a minute, let's let's take the macro picture. Macro. So. In the macro picture, let's go back and let's examine for a minute if you have a memory or a general memory, how old were you when you got your first prescription? Like 10 years old. Okay. So you're 10 years old. The next question comes, was there anything in your life, maybe age 8, age 9, age 10, it could have been something as simple as Somebody is making fun of you. I'm having difficulty learning in school. We moved. Mm -hmm. I was close to my grandmother and she died. In other Mm -hmm. words, there was something around that time period that you made a decision around your vision. And you said, I'm going to pull my visual world in. I'm going to blur it out there. I'm going to pull it in. And Mm -hmm. mentally, I'm going to... I'm, I'm there's chaos or I'm I don't understand something and then the doctor that you go to because it's blurry in the distance is going to give you the lens that is going to reinforce the reaction that you're doing to yourself I know this sounds crazy mm-hmm. but this is how this amount of myopia starts happening you know, the, the average amount of nearsightedness is two to three to four diopters. And we can't just blame this on genetics. Well, can I mention something? My, my parents had no glasses. They didn't have wear glasses until they were older. And then they, they did it for reading. So their vision was fine. And as my brother and myself, I'm far worse than he is. We both were myopic. So, again, it may be at this point you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or you're not in touch with, but at that 10 year old zone, and that's, you know, that's an age where we start learning to read. 
something again, it, you may, might look back on it now and say, well, that wasn't really a big deal. Like in my own case, I was eight years old and I started to develop nearsightedness because I was diagnosed with a learning disability. And I didn't really have a learning disability, but that's what I was diagnosed with. Mm. And I went to the eye doctor and he kept increasing my prescription. So I became a memorizer. And by the time I graduated optometry school, I was very nearsighted. And at that point, I happened to meet a holistic eye doctor and he had a physical therapy program that he offered. And within six months, I completely dissolved my prescription in my eyes. Wow. Wow. 100%. And, you know, three decades later, I mean, you see me, I'm not, I don't wear anything for distance or near. I don't need it. Wow. So there was a mind body, a mind body connection that I made around what I was doing to my eyes, which was extreme tension, trying getting it right, being perfect, being afraid to get it wrong, you know, all of those things. And so my prescription fixed not only my prescription, but it also fixed my emotional, my psychological, my energetic perceptions on what the profile of nearsightedness is. And I bring this up because... You know, I can cert- I there are some techniques that you're not doing that could actually really benefit you. And we're going to get to those. But before we do that, I at least want to travel in the arena of the causes of your myopia. And I'm going to give you an exercise to do that's going to create a crossover mentally and emotionally to get you to start to open your vision up on a physical Mm -hmm. level. And this may appear a little scary for you to, to enter this domain, but I can tell you if you enter it and you do this particular process for the next month, if nothing else, it will develop a more loving gentle, caring relationship with your eyes, and they will be really happy that you're doing this. Now, it may also reduce your myopia prescription. It may also uh, get rid of the cataract, and it also may reduce the glaucoma. So there's a lot of upside to this particular exercise if you want to do it. So let me explain what I'm asking for. You wear what we call a minus lens, you know, minus mm-hmm. blank, blank, blank. Yeah. It's called a negative lens. We take on more negativity. <laughs> Another thing about the minus lens is it makes things a lot smaller than they really are. Tighter. Mm. If you were to compare glasses on and glasses off and you put the glasses on and you look at an object, you know, close by, you're going to see that, wow, that object really got small. So your whole world is about being smaller, being tighter. 
and in some cases even being invisible. <clears throat> now, one of the things I've learned and I've developed over the years is challenging people's status quo. What I mean by that is challenging their current eyeglass prescription. <clears throat> and the way I do that is by having them wear the complete opposite prescription. So that would be a plus lens. Now, a plus lens is opposite and a minus lens. It makes things bigger. It spreads the light into areas of the retina that your current prescription is blocking. Your current prescription is thick on the edges. If I took mm -hmm. your nearsighted lens and I put it on an overhead projector, uh, projector, you would see that there's darkness around the edge of the lens. There's no light getting out into your peripheral retina. All the light is being focused on a very tiny area of the retina. And then on the progressive lens, that bullseye is even smaller because you can't access it through the progressive lens because that's blocking the light as well. So what I'm going to ask you to do is go to the drugstore <clears throat> and you're going to go to the section where they sell the reading glasses, the magnifying glasses. And that's going to be your vision exercise. The cheaters? Lens. You're talking about the cheaters? Yeah. But you're going to get a full lens, not a half eye. But you're not going to call it a cheater. You're going to call it your vision improvement prescription. You're going to use the lens to change this glaucoma pattern by cultivating and increasing your peripheral vision. All right, how are you going to do that? All right, so you go there and you get like a, a plus 3.0 or a plus 3.25, whatever they've got. You don't need to go. They don't have it much higher than that. That's good. Something in that plus three range. And while you're there, get, a, get an eye patch if you don't have one. All right, bring it home. And I want you to lock yourself in your bedroom or some safe place where you won't be disturbed. Okay, and you sit in a chair and you take your glasses off and you cover your left eye naked, no, no prescription, and you look out into the room or out into out the window and you get a baseline on the blur. You know, you cover the left, you look out the window, wow, it's blurry out there. Yeah, yeah, you know. And you kind of remember that. And then do the same with the other eye. So you're getting a, a an initial baseline measurement of your visual acuity. Then what you're going to do is take the patch and cover the left eye. And you're going to take your vision improvement prescription, the, the plus lens, and you're going to put it over the patch and over the right eye. So you're now looking through it. So I'm looking through it. One eye's patch you're and I'm looking through, through. Okay. You're looking through the right eye through the vision yeah. improvement plus lens. And I want you to notice what your thoughts are immediately. What am I thinking here when I look through this blur? Wow, this is excruciating. This is the best experience there is. Or, 
holy cow, this is really blurry. I'm uncomfortable with this. Probably the latter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your your um your reaction is probably going to be I, I'm not I don't like this very much. Yeah, probably. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're going to spend about a minute and your intention mentally is to say, can I relax into this blur? Can I accept it? Can I embrace it? Now, remember, you're sitting there. There's absolutely no demand on you. Now, your mind go, it might go into what if. What if I saw like this all the time? Or what? So notice that, how you project into the future, your anxiety. You, you know, you've heard the, the spiritual work, be here now, the power of now. And that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to put the lens over the right eye, and I want you to, as best as you can mentally, relax into it. After that minute, you take the lens off, and you look through the right eye, and you take a second measurement. And you're going to note that your eyesight has gotten clearer. Because mentally, you are now beginning to let go of the need to grip your right eye and keep it clear and strangle it to the point of compression. You do it again. You put it on a second time. Whoa, I got to do this again. But now you get to go deeper in your experience. Maybe you'll get short of breath. Maybe it's anxiety attack. Maybe it's, who knows? But what, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just self-awareness. You're bringing to the surface what's behind the eyes. The programming. And then you do it a third time. And the goal would be to eventually, I love the blur. This is beautiful. I get to see form without shape. Wow, look at the shadows. In other words, I'm a baby again. I'm curious. Because there's no demand. I'm not asking you to identify anything. But look at your addiction around needing it to be clear. Needing it to be a certain way. Mentally, when you put that energy through your eyeballs, you're strangling them. Okay, once you've done it three times, this is really the next thing. You then take the patch off and you look with both eyes and you're going to notice something. It's much clearer and it's much brighter and you have more peripheral vision. So what you're practicing here is neuroplasticity in the eyes. You've just created a new brain pathway by experiencing this blur through the right eye while the left is covered and then bringing the left back into it, the left has to now readjust to the new experience that the right has just had. That's going to open up retina cells, brain cells. So you're now counteracting the current downward spiral that you're in which is compression, tightness, narrowing, and so on. 
Then you cover the right eye. And you do the same thing. You get a naked reading first time with the left eye. Compare it. Compare how you feel differently looking through the left eye versus looking through the right eye. You might say with the left eye, oh, this is easy. I don't know. But I want you to note the relationship. And then you put the blurry glasses on three times, a minute each, take a measurement in between, and then take the patch off the right eye after the third time. And you're going to notice, wow, things are brighter, things are clearer. I feel more relaxed. I'm seeing better. I'm going to offer that to you three times a week to do that practice. You can do it every day if you want. But the plus lens is going to reawaken the retina that has gone asleep because of the progressive lenses and the glasses that you wear every day. And you're going to start to have an opening. So any comments or questions about this exercise? Okay. The, I mean, the, the three plus, I mean, I'm blurry as it is. This is going to make me even blurrier, right? So you write this down. Write this down. The way you get clear eyesight is by going into your blur. In other words, embracing your blur. And without your glasses, that's not enough. We actually have to do steroids on you. And the plus blur is much more mm, informative and therapeutic for you to make the quickest changes. Okay. All right. I'll try it. Does that make sense? Well, here's the thing. It's your mental reaction to your blur is hurting you. Let's do this right now. Fill in the blank. I want you to fill in the blank. My blurry vision means blank. My blurry vision means... Irritates me. It irritates me. Yeah. yeah. It irritates me. Can you go a little deeper? What else? I want to fix it. I don't like it. Right. And what is it that you don't like about it? What I want to, is it that I want to, I want to see things. I want to see things, but your definition of seeing things is very narrow. It isn't just about seeing things clearly. It's about including your peripheral vision, which will soften your eyes. Um, because if you, if you want to see clearly, you just put your glasses on and do the things you need to do. This exercise is done outside of that, that time. 
I'm not asking you to go without your glasses all day. No, I, no, I know that. Or go you're driving. I'm asking you to do an eye therapy exercise so that you can learn about the mental programming that is causing the circulation issues. I mean, where do you think this is coming from? It's not, it's not falling from the sky. We can't just say, you know, your myopia is part of the cause of the glaucoma and probably the cataract. And if you can get that, all these supplements and things you're doing will help you better. But right now you're in a fight, flight, freeze response in your eyes. You can't receive any anything. Your eyes are so irritated and inflamed. And you you said it. If I'm in blur, I'm irritated. Well, you know, part of the part of the game here is in your exercise time, can you relax and embrace and accept the blur? Just in that, just in that five to ten minute, just doing it then will make a shift in your eyes getting more relaxed. So try it on. If it's not your cup of tea, no problem. No, I definitely will do it. Um, but the point here is that the reason why I have you do it is because I want you to learn more about the habits that you're bringing to your eyeballs. And the first time you do it and you have your acuity, which is blurry, and then you put them on and you go through the exercise and you take them off, your eyesight is going to be better. And that might prove to you, oh, maybe he's got something here. Now, the next thing that would be good for you would be to get a single vision pair of glasses to wear part of the day so that the whole lens is there for you to use instead of the tiny progressives. I, I can't um, emphasize enough how much the progressive lenses are making things worse for you. I don't, I don't know how I can convey that to you. And it's funny, I do, I'll do video blogs on progressive lenses. I get the angriest comments from people. You don't know what mm -hmm. you're talking about. What do you mean? I love my progressive lenses. And all that is fine, you know. I'm not saying to throw them away, but common sense is the bigger the window you look through, the more of your retina you're going to engage. Well, I mean, I can get new glasses. Um, here's, here's how I would suggest. First of all, keep your progressives and wear them in the circumstances when you need them. Maybe for you, it's, well, I get in the car, I drive to the store, I need to see the labels. Use your progressive lenses. 
But perhaps getting a single vision lens, I could even write the prescription for you and you could get it locally there. You could either get a distance prescription or you could get a computer prescription. Now, the computer prescription is interesting. Remember how I talked about a few minutes ago how I was very nearsighted mm -hmm. and I was able to completely. So one of the techniques my doctor did for me is he gave me about a 60% uh, strength of what my distance prescription was. And he said, I want you to wear this indoors. And I remember I was in my office at that point, I had a conventional office, I had about nine staff members. And after a week, they came up to me and they said, something's really different about you. Are you on medication? Are you what? What's changed? And I said, well, what are you observing? And they said, you're more relaxed. You're not as uptight. You're uh, more receptive. Because I was wearing that reduced prescription and it changed the energy into my body. And then about two months later, that reduced prescription became my distance prescription. So it was like a vision improvement lens that when I wore it, my eyes adjust to the relaxation. And then I went back and put on my strong distance glasses and I got a migraine in a half hour. Now I, said, I have oh reading God. glasses, which are single, you know. Well, the, the reading glasses are going to be, if you look at my hand, they're made for here. And so you're going to be dealing with blur, anything beyond that. Right. And what I'm hearing from you is that blur is something that you're going to have to wrestle with that. Yeah. So I suggest in the middle part of the lens, which is kind of the 22 inches, 24 inches, that'll give you a little more clarity to work with indoors. Now, if you're beyond say three feet and you start squinting, then you just put on your regular glasses. This is to be done in a low demand situation so that you can get used to more open vision, more relaxation, but it's not going to give you the pinpoint resolution that you currently have in your distance. That's not when you wear it. Again, if you, Think about with me in the office, everything was within three feet. But my whole staff came to me because they thought I was crazy. How did you change so quickly? That's how potent the lens is on your energy and your psychological, emotional. So um, if I wanted to do that, um, I, I guess my reading glasses wouldn't work. Get like computer glasses? Work. Get computer yeah, glasses get and wear them around the yeah. house? Yes, you could do that. Absolutely. And I would encourage you to have a very forgiving attitude. This is not about seeing the, the, the fly at 50 feet away. This is about getting you to open your vision and relax yourself. And I know you say you're relaxed and all that. I'm not going to argue there. 
This is this is old stuff. This is stuff that's buried deep in the eyes. And if you're at that number in your myopia, again, I got 15,000 people that I've worked with that have all said to me, yeah, it's hypervigilance mentally, which is creating my myopia. I'm, I'm not making this up. This is what thousands of people have told me. What is hypervigilance? So try it on. Maybe you ought to look it up. Okay. <laughs> so you're in your house now. Let's say somebody breaks in. They got a gun and they say, all right, girlfriend, give me all your money. What's going to happen to your nervous system? Oh, yeah. Fight or flight. Right? Yeah. That's exactly, hypervigilance. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. What, what, what can I do to protect myself? It's, it's, it's like protection and defense is my first impulse instead of freedom and relaxation. Your prescription is like wearing a straitjacket on your eyes. I mean, I'm, I'm not sugarcoating it here. No, please don't. You're in a maximum security prison with your, with your prescription. And the progressive lenses make it even solitary confinement. So now you've got this information. Work with it. And see what happens. And you may find that this computer prescription you might be able to start driving with it. It's like, wow, that's interesting. And then you'll put on your old glasses and they'll start hurting you. And that's when you'll realize, oh my goodness, there is a relationship between my myopia and glaucoma. Okay, I wanna move on. So if you need some help with the prescription, just email me. Your eye doctor probably would be thrilled to sell you another pair of glasses if you went to him and said, hey, I need a, a single vision computer prescription. They'll make it for you in a New York minute. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you're using him to get something that's, that's reduced, which eye doctors never do. I get so many emails from people. I went to my eye doctor. I wanted to get a reduced prescription. He wouldn't do it. So you're going to get him to do it, but you have another uh, agenda going on. Right. You right. know more. You know more. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I want to talk about your cataract for a minute. In my opinion, I think the early cataract development is related to the myopia. And some things you can check off the box here to boost your lens health would be vitamin C and glutathione. Those have been proven to um, 
When they're low, that's when the cataract starts forming. Glutathione you can get from your cruciferous vegetables, sulfur foods. Vitamin C, whatever form you can get in it. If you don't want to do supplements, that's up to you. Oh, I don't want to do supplements? I'm sorry. No, I'm saying if you don't want to do... Oh, okay. I do supplements for vitamin C. Okay. Okay. Um, Vitamin C, that's good. Uh, Glutathione, um, again, you you can do a supplement or you can just have foods that contain uh, cruciferous vegetables and add the trace mineral selenium that helps in the absorption of glutathione. Um, I think it's actually better served for you than using the Oculamed. I'm moving away from that because of the um, preservative in it. I don't like it. Um, and you know, sometimes there is a little bit of preservative in the natural eye drops. I mean, full disclosure, when I was creating my MSM eye drops, I had to put, I had to put a trace amount of EDTA in it. Yes. Yes. That's why I bought yours and, and I, I looked that up and I, I didn't like that. Yeah. So here's. Here's the thing, and I could send you um, pages of research. This, which doesn't have this is liquid MS, MSN, which does not have any preservatives in it. Yeah, but it's it's diluted. It doesn't work. Um, oh, okay. So let me explain about it. The EDTA is at such a trace level that the benefits of the MSM work better with it. I couldn't do it without it. it, it the eye drop just wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't work. And I think if you focus on these minuscule things, um, you could lose the benefit. But, you know, I started, I started carrying the MSM on Amazon. I don't like Amazon because the liquid Amazon, that you, the limit MSM you bought, I tested it. It's no good. It has nothing. It has no chi in it. Okay. It's not. Um, I mean, it's not uh, therapeutic. It's bullshit. And the thing is, is that um, I I wanted to have a conversation with them. You can't even you can't even talk to them. So I don't even know who's making it, what they're doing, what what's their transparency. Anyway. I want to tell you about a research study that was done by ophthalmology. So ophthalmology did this study. Here's the study. They took people who had meibomian gland dysfunction, like what you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they gave them one drop of homogenized castor oil, eye drop. And they found that there was a significant reduction in the meibomian gland dysfunction by using the castor oil. That was from ophthalmology. They said it. One of the reasons is, is because the meibomian gland produces the lipid part of the tear. When you have MGD, 
You don't produce it. So your tears evaporate really quickly. And if you want to reduce your glaucoma and cataract, you need, you must hydrate your eyes a thousand percent more than you're doing right now. Because right now, the dehydration is creating a climate in the eyeball that's inflammatory, that feeds oxidative stress, and reduces circulation. And, you know, you, you may need to use some natural things where you get some reactions, and you may be misreading the reaction. And the reaction is that your eyes are carrying a lot of toxicity. And when you put something natural in it, your eye is trying to detox. Mm. It's not that you're allergic to it mm. or whatever. So you've got to start hydrating your eyes more. And you need to pick the eye drops that... Number one, you react the least to. We can also talk about ways to get the drops in your eyes to reduce the reaction. But you're going to have to start embracing some way to hydrate them or you're gone. You're going to just you're going to be set up for a, an eye surgery. You have to hydrate more. So a couple of ways that you can do this would be if you don't like the MSM, don't use it. If you well, want to try the Amazon's MSM, if you like that better and the optique, a way that you can do it is get a wet washcloth, a wet cloth, put a couple of drops on the cloth and place it over the eyelids. A couple drops, drops is too much. A couple drops well, of what? I'm sorry. Well, you choose. The Optique is a good eye drop. The MSM is a good eye drop. Those would be the two I would suggest. You mean your, you your MSM? Yeah, your. I mean, forget the other MSM. What are you doing there? That's just not going to get you there. Okay. I mean, get over it. That's fine. You know, there's going to be, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Live in a bubble? You know, I love these people that, that go, oh, I can't go here. You've got to start challenging your immunity in your eyes. We call it the ocular microbiome. Well, let me say, let me try, let me start using your MSN, and hopefully the preservative won't bother. Well, here's me. the thing. Here's the thing. You may get a reaction where they burn a little. Um, mm -hmm. They may make your eyes red. They may... Um, you know, I don't know. You've got a lot of toxins in your eyeballs. So I would maybe start with putting them on the, the cloth and putting it over the eyelids. And what you're looking for is no reaction. Okay. No reaction is a good reaction for you. Because your eyes are in a very hypersensitive state. Anything you put on it is going to shake them off so the so, wet washcloth just uh, room temperature water warm cool yeah room temperature okay, room okay. temperature you know don't overthink it 
it's not going to it's not going to make that much of a difference whether it's 75 degrees or 74.5 degrees because right now i use warm to try to uh loosen up the oil okay yeah, well actually warm is, is creating more irritation in a lot of ways your eyes are giving off a lot of heat if they're inflamed so i'm not sure about that If you went and did a thermogram, which is a measures the, the temperature in your body, I bet your eyes would be bright red. I bet the temperature in your eyes would be super hot. So I'm not sure about hot or warm. I would just do, for now, room temperature, experiment with it. Okay. Maybe cool is better. I, I don't know. Then but how long, your eyes are keep it, how long should I keep the washcloth on? Use, use your intuition. Okay. You know, a minute, two minutes, whatever feels good. In other words, listen to your eyes and your body. So you could do that day, application. Times a day. Well, so your eyes are so dry right now. You could bathe those eyes once an hour. That's how dry they are. So once a day, come on, that's not going to cut it. I would do three or four times a day. And then in the evening, you could either take the plunge and try my organic castor oil eye drop, or you could just go to the health food store and get some organic castor oil, and you could massage the castor oil on the outside part of the eyelids, just a drop or two before bed, so on the outside part of the eyes and the eyelids. Read up on castor oil. It's anti-inflammatory. It's great for the skin. So that's up to you. You know, find something that you can tolerate. Um, some other things that you could do, if you want, would be like chamomile tea, tea bags on the eyes, or eyebright tea. Another one is red raspberry leaf. These are herbs that you could get as a tea, brew it up, and do a cool compress over the eyes in the evening. It's herbal. So you choose. You know your eyes and your body better than anybody. Use your intuition and start feeding it with plant-based things instead of synthetically based, like all these drugs you're taking. If you're using the drops, the pharmaceutical drops, wait about 15 minutes before you start doing these natural remedies and they won't compete. So, you know, I'd like you to, to enter the eye drop world carefully, cautiously. And if you start getting reactions, back off. Do less. You know what the word titrate means? Yes. It means that I, I can't use as much. So you yeah. need to find your level. But I would say hydration is number one for you. You've got to start hydrating more with your eyes. That may help the, the dryness. Okay. Next 
is there's a, there's a molecule in the body, which you've heard of, called nitric oxide. And they're now using it as a way to treat optic nerve issues. I just, um, I've been developing a product, which we're just, it's five minutes to 12. We're getting ready to put it up on the web store. And it's my optic nerve formula, and it has nitric oxide in it because the studies have shown people with glaucoma, when they start taking nitric oxide, it dilates the blood vessels. It's a natural vasodilator. Have you heard of this? Yes. Okay. So, you know, at this point... Because it's going to be out so soon, you might look at my optic nerve formula. When is and, it coming out? Well, it, right now it's being put up on the web store. Oh, as we talk. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 very close. Okay. It's um, a so, supplement. Yeah, and it's called optic nerve formula. You can you know you can always email my customer service. Mm -hmm. Talk to Kat. K-A-T, and that's hello at drsamburn.com. And you can email her and say, hey, when, it, when are these going to be, when can I order this? But it's, um, you know, we had to go through a lot of research and things like that. So it's all done. It's Everything is labeled and it's good. Anyway, that would be probably the best thing for you to take. And then... I don't know if you're taking my eye vitamin, but my eye vitamin has things in it like ginkgo, taurine, bilberry, but it has it all together. And so um, that really also, those three things really help the optic nerve. I don't want you to take them separately because it's too many things. And then the last thing is, and I think this is in my optic nerve formula, you should be taking about 2,000 milligrams a day of omega-3. That's really I do take that, yeah. good. For, that's good for your optic nerve and many other things. All right. Last thing, because we're almost out of time, is red light therapy. Red light. So red light, when you look through a red lens, and it's got to be a special lens, and you do it for three minutes in the morning – the studies showed that there was a 22% increase in visual acuity with people who had eye diseases. This is a study done in the University College of London. Just so happens, I'm again right at the very end of releasing my red light glasses, which you could use as a way to treat the retina which could improve the mitochondria function in the retina and it can improve your retina degeneration. And you can Google red light, red light therapy eyes UCL and you, they'll take you to the study and you can read about it. And when will your uh, glasses be out? Well, I, I, probably, you know, in the next in next uh, couple of weeks. Okay. There is a company you could maybe buy it in England, but God knows when they would ship it. Mm. Um, 
So that's that's the problem. That's why I, I've been developing it through my lab because I have so many patients that would benefit from it. But read the study and see if it's for you. It's using color therapy. And so I'd like you to do these for about three months and then maybe we can set up another session. Sure. But in the meantime, I want you to work on your, um, the, the things I talked about today, the plus lens, the eye patch, start the hydration. And um, let's see if you can turn this thing around, get the computer glasses mm -hmm. and go easy, go easy. This now is giving you several things to do that are going to aggressively change the course. So everything we talked about, do those consistently for the next three months till we talk again. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Consistently. Okay. All right. That's the key. Um, one last thing. Got is it? I, I do have Zydra. Do you think that's any good to take? Well, when you take it, what happens? I just, your body I just started saying? I just started it a couple of days ago, and so far I tolerate well, it. Well, you tolerate it, okay. Well, um, you know, I think for now, take it and, um, you know, let's aggressively start doing these other things and see if you can get off of that. I mean, okay. I have a lot of people that go back to their doctor and they go, wow, your optic nerve is healthier or your eye pressures are stabilized. I don't know what you're doing. And then, okay, you don't need the, the drops anymore. Come back and see me in a year. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. All but you right. got to do the work. You got to do the work. So you got it in front of you. It's right there. It'll work if you do it. And, um, so I'll send you the recording and, uh, let, let's talk. In, uh, in about three months. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time. <laughs>